This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey. We are very glad to have you with us today and, uh, it's kind of a, a different topic for us. I think everybody's kind of feeling it right now, but not, you don't always have the words for it. And so the topic of this show, the title of this show is called Out of Control. And, and really what came, where it kind of came about is we were talking last week after the show, and I was complaining actually is where it kind of came up. Um, I was complaining about I work residential construction, and so far through the whole uh, COVID-19 stuff, you know, we've been uh, considered essential work. And so we've been grateful to be able to continue to work and that's been a a very positive thing until it hit a wall last week and it was like no one really wanted to work you know it's like everybody that came out they would come to the job site and they'd find a reason why they couldn't work and i'd have to convince them to work or you know i'd have to to do something to get them to work you know for example i had a a utility worker come out and was not going to set a meter on the house could be gas water could be electric right it could be any of those and so when I saw him pull up, I said, hey, are you going to put the meter on that house? They're like, yep. And so I was sitting there doing some work, and they started to leave. And so I stopped him, and I said, what are you doing? Why are you leaving? Well, there's stuff in my way. And I walked over there, and literally it was guys working on a truss, which is just a simple wood framing thing. And I said, hey, guys, can you move that? And they're like, yeah. And they moved it. I'm like, can you work now? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> That's literally all it took, but it was a week full of that. And I was complaining about it, and we were all talking, and and then it became, you know, the realization hit that right now everybody feels out of control. Everything's dictated to them right now in our society. I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying that's reality. And it's a bad thing. It, it feels like it. You know, I mean, you could go, you could play both sides of the coin that it's helped us have less deaths, all that kind of stuff, right? I don't know where the truth lies in that. What I do know is it's something that we as Americans are not used to. Yeah, and that's what I meant by it's a bad thing. It's just it's I can't stand being told what to do. Yeah. Now, I probably would have done all the things that, you know, the governors of whoever state, you know, said to do. But don't tell me I have to because dadgummit, I mean, I was planning on taking out the trash. But now that you've demanded it, no, I'm not taking out the trash anymore. That's true. And, And that's, you know, that's kind of what I'm saying is it's it's a horrible thing for a man to be told what to do well it goes back to the do not touch the paint yeah <laughs> yeah what's <laughs> well, the first thing you're gonna do and you see wet paint do not touch mm, yeah you i want to touch it's it. still wet yeah you want to see if it's dry yet right yeah i mean that's a whole philosophy that that way that we seem to be wired and that's what we've been living for this last whatever weeks it's been mm-hmm. you know and so re- the realization came as we talked was people feel so out of control that they grasp it to control anything they can control right and that can be a healthy thing or it can be a very unhealthy thing and, and so in, in terms we've talked about a lot, it's kind of small story versus larger story, right? Yeah. So the larger story is, yeah, the whole world is under this pandemic, but the small story is I'm really tired of it, you know, and it's affecting me. Well, yeah, it's affecting all of us, but, but it's me right now. I mean, that's the one that's really affecting. And so it's, we fall into that small story, and when we do, we start trying to grab hold of something that we can control. 
Absolutely. You know, during this whole COVID-19 thing, you know, where we we live, we're in phase one, which feels very much the same <laughs> as the other phase, except a couple more businesses are open. But, you know, what I've noticed is, is working construction, I, I'm required to go to Lowe's every now and then get supplies for the job site. And, and so I saw this cartoon that didn't probably wouldn't be funny to anyone else, but I thought it was hilarious, was this people sitting on a beach and they, the people walked up to him and said, the, the beach police walked up and said, hey, sorry, it's not safe for you to be here. Go to Lowe's. <laughs> and that's been true because everybody's been at Lowe's. Every time I go, it's like people everywhere. You know, I, I remember when we were taking these classes to be a foster parent, which was kind of cool. And one of the things that they taught us is right after you adopt a foster child, the chances are they will run away. And the reason that they will run away is because they have no control over what has taken on in their, what is happening in their life. And the only way they can take control of you know, their future is to run away. And so exactly what, what you're talking about, this guy's saying, I'm not going to work so he can take control you know, of, of his situation, whatever that might look like. In the case of kids, when you think of when they begin to run away, what they are telling you is, I feel out of control. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it gets to the place, like especially for a runaway, you know, if they're not running away from a bad situation. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's not a good choice. You know, even on the job site the other day, we had some people that do flooring for a living said they couldn't do the flooring because there were humps in the concrete. And I went over and looked, and it was all within what the manufacturer says they can do. So I said, you know, go ahead and do it. And I'm talking to their boss, and his, his reasoning was, well, they're afraid work's going to dry up at some point, and so they don't want to take any risks. And I'm saying, so they're not going to work and make any money today because of money they're afraid they're going to lose six months from now. That doesn't make any sense. You know, but when you get in this time where you feel like you got to have control, you don't always make sense in what you're doing. Well, you can imagine how the guys felt it on Apollo 13. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Some of us were old enough to remember that on TV. Others, not so much. Darren, do you want to set up the clip at all? Sure. As we were talking about this, I, I just, you know, tried to think of different things where, you know, we're not in control. And. And we usually don't know it until it's almost too late, right? And so as you're listening to this clip, I think everybody's probably familiar with the Apollo 13. And this is, yeah, this is that clip, the Houston, we have a problem clip. And so, but listen to it with this idea of, okay, I just figured out something's wrong. I'm not in control here. And and then we'll move deeper into it. Houston, we have a problem. We have a main bus B undervolt. We've got a lot of thruster activity here, Houston. Now. It just went offline. Oh, there's another master alarm, Houston. I'm checking the quad. Christ, there's no repress valve. Maybe it's in quad We've C. got a computer restart. I'm going to reconfigure the RCS. We've got a pin light. When these fire, it doesn't make any sense. We've got multiple caution and warning, Houston. We've got a reset restart. All right, I'm going to SDS. Jesus. Flight, the heart rates are skyrocketing. Econ, what's your data telling you? Uh, O2, tank 2, not reading at all. Tank 1 is at uh, 725 PSI and falling. Fuel cells 1 and 3 are... Uh... Oh, boy, what's going on here? Flight, let me get back to you. Flight GNC? Flight, they're all over the place. They keep going close to gimbal lock. I, I keep losing radio signal. Flight, they're, they're antenna right, must be flipped. 22, they're going to have to do it manually. If they do One at a time, people. One at a time. One at a time. 
Ecom, is this an instrumentation problem, or are we looking at real power loss here? It's, it's reading a quadruple failure. That can't happen. It's, it's got to be instrumentation. Let's get that hatch button. The limb might have been hit by a meteor. Yep. The tunnel's really torquing with all this blue. Uh, Houston, we got a pretty large bang there associated with a master alarm. Shit, it's main bus A. Main bus A undervolt. Houston, we have a main bus A undervolt now, too. Uh... That was a very interesting clip. <laughs> it was very interesting. You know, I the, mean. the master alarm kind of sounds like Andy after he had pizza. Yes. <laughs> Since Andy is sitting in the massage chair in the studio instead of on a mic. On a mic so that's I right. That. So he yeah, is totally defenseless right now. Robbie is looking voraciously through his phone trying to figure out what a main buzz B undervolt thing was. Yeah, and a gimbal and, lock. And a gimbal lock and all yeah. those acronyms, you know. I mean, it's one after the other. The part that spoke to me in there is when he says, it's showing a quadruple failure. That can't happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it can. It happens almost. I mean, I call that Tuesday, right? Um, a quadruple failure. I, I'm not in control here. I, I, you know, all of those different things. And so what happens is we all start losing our minds. And that's what you hear in that clip is everybody's going, no, 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 no. There's no way this can't be happening. And the one guy, Ed Harris's character, is kind of... You know, the hero and the zero at times in this movie. And but he says, all right, one at a time, people, let's let's just calm down for a minute, which is a good thing. But, yeah, you can have quadruple failures. Well, if you go back before this whole covid thing, I can only speak for myself. You know, I watched what was happening in other countries and I I kept thinking, well, obviously it's not going to happen here. Right. You know, there's no way that our country's going to shut down. There's no way that this is going to happen. There's no way that's going to happen. And then it just kept happening. Right. And I, I didn't believe that any of that was really even going to be possible. You know, I wasn't thinking logically, obviously, but, you know, I just thought, OK, well, there's no way this is going to happen. And yet it does. And, and bi- biblically, I, I, this picture is a little bit. It shouldn't be at all comical, but it is a little bit comical. <laughs> you know, there's Peter and the boys the night that Jesus is arrested. <laughs> you're thinking, Robbie, you're making this comment. I, you know, when you think about it, Peter's, you know, <laughs> you know, they're arresting Jesus. Houston, we have a problem. God is, they're arresting God here. And so what does he do? He pulls out a sword, right? And like you were, you were saying, Sammy, cuts off communication. <laughs> he cuts off the guy's ear. Like, you know, he has ears to hear. Like, I'm making that go away right now. Yeah. Here's a souvenir for you. Yeah. <laughs> but the but at the point is is he's trying to grab control. I mean he's he's doing right. What, what? Yeah, I mean it's it's our first response, right? Panic. Hurry up. What do I do? What do I do? And so we just uh, we first thing comes to mind. We we tend to to jump towards that. Um, this past week, uh, I was heading down to Georgia, and my car broke down three hours into the trip. Um, in Waynesville, of all places, right? You know, God's sense of humor there. Uh, <laughs> this is Wayne talking, if you're not used to that. Voice. And in the so past, I would have really gotten angry. I, I would, uh, and, and it started to want to set in a little bit. I'm like, okay, God, you told me to go down here. I'm, I'm doing what you said to do, and this happens. Like, really? Um, it was a 5 o'clock on a Saturday. Couldn't get a rental car. All the shops are closed. I'm calling around, and... And I, and I just sit back and I just sit still and, and, and start to remind myself that, you know, his word is truth. And if all things work together for the good of those who love him, then 
something good is going to come out of this. And um, I've still yet to see that. My car is still in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> the car is still in Georgia. So, so um, but it was like that the whole weekend um the whole the whole whole time uh, even the rental car that i got to come back was um uh, had trouble the whole time yeah, you are getting better gas mileage right now i am yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have that to look forward to so your car's in waynesville georgia it is wow that's pretty ironic <laughs> the uh i think that we do grasp at anything that we can take control of you know darren i think you'd made the point that in counseling that they often tell you to do that, correct? Yeah. When when things are out of control, one of the first things that a counselor will do is say, okay, let's, let's look at the things we can control. And so after the break, we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Go to maskandjourney.org and listen to past podcasts. There'll be boot camp information there eventually. We're hoping pretty soon we'll have an update there. We just don't have it quite ready yet. We're trying to see when things can open up. But again, maskandjourney.org. Download previous podcasts or contact us from there. Our friends at MyPillow have changed over production to make masks for hospitals, but they still have plenty of products. So right now, Truth listeners can buy one, get one free on most products. Pillows, Giza, bed sheets, towels, even neck pillows. If you get two of those, you'll be neck and neck. <laughs> Go to the radio listeners page and use the promo code CARGUY. Call 800-943-7096. Order Mike Lindell's book and get free shipping plus a $25 gift card for your next purchase. Use the promo code CARGUY at MyPillow.com. Now what do we do? Just be yourselves. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. If it feels like every day is picking a fight, then you might want to come listen to The Masculine Journey and find out why we use clips like these to illustrate the story God is telling in the lives of men today. The truth is God designed you to pick a fight, but which fights do we pick? Well, grab your gear and come on a quest every Saturday at noon. And now The Masculine Journey After Hours Podcast. Masculine Journey Radio. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Welcome back to the Masculine Journey. I, I want to ask you guys an honest question. I mean, you you know that the answer is always Jesus, right? <laughs> I mean, we've known that since we were in, you know, Sunday school, mm-hmm. right? You, you always answer that. You're not going to be wrong. But how often do we really take that mindset of Jesus take the wheel? Uh, to uh, be honest with yourself, I mean, I'll, I'll start out not as often as I really need to. It, never. I mean. I do in certain situations when I know it's totally outside my control. You know, I went to a counselor one time and he, and he gave me the count to 10 trick, you know, when, cause I was really struggling with anger and oh. <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, I know it's hard to believe. It's really hard to believe. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, anyway, 
<laughs> we call that yesterday. Um, so, you know, it was the count to 10 thing. And, and I'm still that way. I don't have to count to 10. But to, to answer your question, it's usually about nine that I go, oh, God. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, okay. After I've thought of 72 different ways where I can take control of the situation and fix it or manipulate people to fix it for me or, or whatever, it's only after those things and, and the Holy Spirit, you know, is going, nah, it's not a good idea, Darren. You know, that I finally go, oh, you, you can help with this. And, I, you know, I just, I admit that I'm there, but. I, I liked what Wayne, you know, was saying, and it hit me as Wayne was talking right before we went to the break, that, you know, Peter grabs his sword. Well, don't I wish I always grabbed my sword when things happened like that, the biblical sword, right? Because mm-hmm. um, it is the perfect tool, you know? I mean, if nothing else, uh, it might not, I might not be able to go to the exact answer that I need right then, but... I can probably find some comfort, some encouragement, some patience, some peace, some understanding to until those answers do come. Yeah, as long as you don't Google the parts that you want to find, like eye for an eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah take it out of context. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly right, yeah. Well, I, I think we see evidence of the problem quite frequently on vehicles. It says, God is my co-pilot. Guess what? Somebody's in the wrong seat. Yeah, and I've watched a lot of those people drive. They need God as a pilot. Because <laughs> I've been behind them. I'm like, yeah. Especially the ones that won't zipper merge. That's yeah. like, you think God could tell you to speed up a little bit there? You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Harold's burning holes in me right in the middle. Just, yeah. I just had to throw that in there. I'm sorry. I think, you know, there is this challenge that we have, especially as men, you know, and this is masculine journey. It's a show primarily geared towards men, right? And so men are fixers. You know, that's kind of how we're wired, right? And that's not new to anybody. You know, there's that great clip out on YouTube. It's, it's not about the nail. You know, it's funny. Go watch it. There's so much truth to it on both sides of the equation. Uh, and we also often get paid in our profession to solve problems, right? And so we're rewarded financially we're rewarded with accolades you know we're encouraged to solve issues you know and some level of that is probably healthy and then some level it becomes unhealthy all right and so we'll go ahead and get to a clip where it's beginning it's pretty healthy right because you have chaos and someone has to take control of the chaos and so darren do you want to talk any about this clip well it's when all these guys come together and they're they're finally figuring out uh uh-oh you know, a quadruple failure is definitely happening. And so how do we get from that to getting these guys back? And pretty much chaos ensues because men, when they don't know what to do, get angry, get fearful, get, you know, combative. And that's what happens. And so you'll hear a little bit of that argument. Thankfully for you listeners, we, we cut a lot of the argument out, but the spacecraft. They blow up and they die. That is not the argument. We're talking about time, not whether or not these guys are I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you. Let's hold it down. Let's hold it down, people. The only engine we've got with enough power for a direct abort is the SPS on the service module. What Lovell has told us, it could have been damaged in an explosion, so let's consider that engine dead. We light that thing up, could blow the whole works. Just too risky. We're not going to take that chance. 
that the only thing the command module is good for is re-entry, so that leaves us with dilemma, which means free return trajectory. Once we get the guys around the moon, we'll fire up the LEM engine, make a long burn, pick up some speed, and get them home as quick as we can. Gene, I I'm wondering what the, what the Grumman guys think about this. We can't make any guarantees. We designed the LEM to land on the moon, not fire the engine out there for course correction. Well, unfortunately, we're not landing on the moon, are we? I don't care what anything was designed to do. I care about what it can do. So let's get to work. Let's lay it out. Okay. So taking control of the situation obviously needs to happen, but there's a difference between getting it out of chaos and controlling it. Yeah, and that's what we talked about right before the break. And you said, you know, in the counselor's office, sometimes we hear that a counselor will, you know, most of the time people go to counselors when there's a crisis on Imagine that they seldom do they go to a counselor to go, you know, I'm just thinking I kind of need a tune up right now. <laughs> But, you know, crisis happens, and so you go into the counselor's office or, you know, those of us who have been counselors with, with folks, um, you know, a guy is sitting down and he's just laying it all out there. And so, you know, we're kind of like, okay, 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 wait. All right. <clears throat> well, so, all right. I, I know you wanted a perfect marriage. I, I know you didn't want your wife to have an affair. I know that you didn't want to become a porno graphic, you know, a, a, a addict. I, I know that you didn't want your kids to smoke dope. I, I know all of that, but that's happened. So we're not landing on the moon anymore, are we? Yeah. So let's figure out where we're at. Let's think about the things we can control. And one of those things is me. I can't really control my wife. I can't control my kids. I, I, I probably can't even control my addiction. But I can control my relationship with God. I can control to an extent. I want to be careful about that. I can give control to God there and trust him. Jesus, take the wheel. But that's scary uh, because we don't know what he, we don't know which turn he's going to take. We don't we don't know which road he's going to take me down. And so. To do that is a very scary thing. I was having that conversation with a young man this week that, you know, he he thinks that he's got evidence of his wife having done these things or whatever. And so what's he doing? He's checking out the Facebook account. He's, you know, checking out the phone. He's, you know, looking through all the records. He's going through the bank account. He's, you know, he's combing over everything. He's going to take control. And it just broke his heart and he couldn't even hear it from me when i said that's that's not going to work it's going to blow up in your face you have to let go it's a fascinating thing that when you look carefully at the curse you know that adam brought upon himself that that word when you look into the deep meaning of it has to do with something that's off purpose and something that will lead to frustration and so, you know, if you're like me and, you know, my mother-in-law says something just a certain way <laughs> and off my mind goes, it starts what I call running scripts. Like, I'm going to say this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to da 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 and all the scripts are running because I'm going to get control because this has got to stop. All of that leads to frustration. If I can somehow or another put that on the altar surrender jesus take the wheel then he can bring life which 
brings fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentle. You know, not the opposite of the curse. The curse will always lead to death, will always lead to frustration. And, and the same thing if you think about it with pornography, right? If you take that route, road, you're going to be so frustrated. You, you, you're going to think, how in the world did I find myself here? Or if you went there with alcohol or if you went there with whatever. The, underneath the curse is this level of frustration that is unbelievable compared to letting go, put it on the altar, Jesus take the wheel, and it leads to life. It's, a, it's an amazing thing, but hard to turn over the reins. <laughs> well, it's hard to turn over the reins because we have an expected destination. For me, that's it's yes, the turning over is okay, and I do pretty well at that, but when it's not going to the place I think it should go, I want to grab the wheel again. You know, because I, I, I want it to be this certain way. If it's not going to lead me back to that perfect marriage, if it's not going to lead me back to that completely restored relationship the way I think it should be, you know, it, it's hard not to grasp control, and that's where you just got to have faith that Jesus is going to take it where it needs to go. And I think the other part of that is there's another person in that equation, regardless of it, it's relationship. You know, it could be between friends. It could be between employer and employee. There, there's other people in that. You know, and Jesus could have a desired outcome where it goes, and they block it, right? And that kind of plays in there as well. But Jesus will still make good use of it and find life for you if you continue to walk with him in it. Y'all are talking about that, and and Joseph comes to mind. Uh, You know, here's a a man who had a dream that his brothers were going to worship him and and, and bow down to him, not worship him, but bow down to him as a a king. And and his life gets thrown into turmoil and, and he could have went a different route and, and gone to God and said, you know, well, you showed me this and, and he made best out of all those things. Um, and it comes back down to what you just said, relationship, you know, it, ultimately that's where God is trying to get us into a place of relationship with him. I mean, even, even within the churches and things we're we're taught in some essence, to be in control. I go on Sunday, I go on Wednesday, I, I do these things, I check my boxes, and, and, and everything's good. And then, you know, wrenches get thrown in, and, and we all uh, you know, kind of freak out. Um, but he is. He, he's trying to get us to that place of relationship, to where we do sit down and we do listen to him. Yeah, in Joseph's case, I mean, the whole thing with Potiphar's wife, you know, he could have thought, well, I'm in this great direction, right? I'm gonna, things are going to finally work out curve, <laughs> wicked curve, right? Not to the destination, but God had the longer term plan. You know, God had, it, even if people got in the way, and I hate to say that of God's plan, God's plan will prevail, right? God, God will find restoration of the heart. God will find a way to get your heart where it needs to go to be in that right relationship with him first. And that's the key. That's a relationship that needs restored. Then the others will fall into place down the road. Right? And so when you feel out of control, the best place to go is to your knees. And say, God, I just got to give this to you, and I got to leave it with you, which is my problem, not leaving it with him. And I got to trust that you're going to take me where I need to go, whether I know where that is or not. So thanks for listening this week. We're going to continue on the after hours talking about this. We're going to go a little bit deeper into the topic and talk about what to do when you're out of control. See you next week. <laughs>